This program made possible by grants from Nemo Health, Speakeasy, TrackNet, and DocShop Pro. In just a moment, the program will begin. Okay, John, here we are. Episode five. Hard to believe that uh, five episodes have gone by so quickly. And uh, as always, our intent is to perfectly um, bring up the topics that are important to our colleagues. Essential Adaptations, the voice of podiatry. And today's episode is probably what I would consider one of the most exciting episodes that we've had yet. And... um, We've had so much, um, so much uh, requests for this uh, particular episode, and simply because you and I both know, uh, uh, being in practice, the one thing that everybody hates is charting. We don't like it. It distracts us from patient care. It distracts us from uh, being worried about everything else in our practice. And uh, I can tell you personally, having defended doctors, and I'm currently defending a doctor in an audit, it's not whether you do something for a patient and you do it well, it's whether a word is on a piece of paper that really yeah. helps you or, or, or doesn't help you. So that this is a great episode for every single podiatrist out there. No yeah. doubt in my mind. Yep. I, I completely agree, Jeff. I think, you know, when we had Vince Butacci on, I forget what episode that was. Um, I think he really brought to the surface the the problems that our colleagues are having with charting, even though we're spending immense amount of time trying to keep up with chart notes and staying after hours and on weekends, the chart notes are insufficient and and the auditors, you know, the auditors know exactly what to look for. And it's very, very costly to our colleagues. It is. And it uh, it's almost like we're floating in an ocean and the auditors are sharks just picking at us because it's an impossibility to keep up accurately and extensively the way yeah. the way you need. Let's just look at DME items. If yeah. you dispense a DME item and you don't say 21 standards or there may be 22 standards by now, if you don't say that, that's it. It's it's yeah. a one sentence. It has nothing to do with the care, the quality of the care. And it's really uh, uh, very upsetting to a lot of doctors that get audited. But that, sure. uh, we're going to get deep into what Speakeasy is and all that kind of stuff in a way to mitigate this risk in, in everybody's practice. And the people uh, uh, that have asked for, for us to do this are very uh, anxious to see what it is. And, and we're going to explain it in detail. But before we get there, I'd like to just review uh, some of the great email we got from our, our, our last episode. So uh, we had a lot of positive comments on Mike Crosby. Um, what they did like about what he had to say was focusing on the important items during COVID, uh, not wasting your time on some of the uh, minutiae that a lot of us get caught up on and focusing just uh, on that. Um, 
We had uh, some back emails on uh, when uh, Vince Butachi was on talking about audit charts. A lot of thank yous for bringing that to people's attention of to take that more seriously than most practices have. So there's been a lot of positive email and, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, we have a new puzzler uh, and we have winners of last, uh, last time's puzzler. So we got a lot to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we do have... Um, uh, an important guest today. And uh, this just ties right in with charting and auditing and all the things that nobody uh, wants to hear about but needs to hear about. Uh, you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. So many of you out there know Dr. Alan Bass. I'm going to let Alan go over his bio, his history with this company, and how this really integrates into the topic that we're going to to speak about tonight. So Jeff, if you want to bring All right. Uh, There's Alan. There he is. Hey, Good evening, Alan. Good evening, gentlemen. It's uh, good to see you at least virtually. It's been been a while since we've been in the same uh, city together and it's uh, nice to see you both healthy. You too. You too. So, so Alan, uh, why don't you start by just going over your long history with the affiliation uh, between uh, you and Nemo Health and Speakeasy and Doc Shop Pro and everything we've got well, going on. I don't know if we have enough time, uh, you know, on your podcast. We might run into episode seven or eight. <laughs> well, listen, I, I mean, I've known you gentlemen a long time, but even I, I've been a user of TrackNet even longer before it was TrackNet. Um, I started using uh, an EHR or it was an EMR program at the time. There was no uh, a billing program even associated with I started with a program called PodMed, which was uh, put up by a company called Liam Software. Oh, God, got to be about 15 years ago. Dr. Scott Liam wrote probably the first podiatry-specific EMR program out there. And then uh, I was using a separate billing program. And then uh, Scott developed a billing module, and I started using that. Um, bringing everything integrated and uh, I used to tell doctors how important it was to not do double data entry into an EMR and into a billing software. And then uh, Scott sold his company to Biomedics and Biomedics rebranded PodMed into TrackNet. And I used that for a a number of years. And then um, when Biomedics uh, went belly up uh, and I I met you gentlemen over the years, uh, you all at at Nemo Health decided to uh, purchase the uh, intellectual property known as TrackNet. And I stayed on and um, you were gracious enough to, to offer me a position. I worked with you gentlemen about five years um, and uh, worked with you to get to where TrackNet is today. And uh, but uh, it's been a long, a long road. I, I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm definitely an early adopter of, of EHR. Yeah. And uh, I, I it's funny. I'm the I'm the oddball, to be very honest. I am the person who's used one EHR my entire career, and in 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 our world, John, you hear it all the time. Um, I'm on my second, my third EHR. I I went through this one or that one, and I hated that, and I hated this, and I, I've always just used TrackNet, and for me, it has been great for me in my practice. I've watched its evolution over the years and watched it grow to become now the sole podiatry specific EHR program out there and with the, the, the largest you know user base out there and I'm yeah. proud that I was there at the beginning and 
watching it grow. So you are, I always refer to you, Alan, as as, uh, doctor, client number one with TrackNet because you were with it before TrackNet and then you were with it with TrackNet. And and if anybody knows anything about uh, charting, that's you. Uh, I often uh, call you on questions about the program that I know a lot about and you know a lot more. So you've been around since ground zero of EHRs and the introduction of the EHR industry. But you have something uh, even more interesting to me because of the climate now is you actually have a CPC degree, correct? Yeah, so so uh, last year, um, I need. I guess I needed a new challenge in my life. I don't know why, but uh, yes, I am one of the, the countries, one of our profession's few certified professional coders. Um, I believe there's only four or five podiatrists nationwide who are certified professional coders and it is. It was a challenge. I always tell people that exam was was uh, probably at my boards um, to sit some to sit in a room for five hours and forty minutes. It was uh, challenging, but uh, it has opened my eyes to a lot of things when it comes to charting and coding and compliance that our profession is sorely sorely missing. Yeah, there, there has certainly been an evolution in podiatry and in all medical professions, specifically in podiatry, where charting, coding, compliance has taken a front seat. And we all know that it's dollars and cents for the government yep. to audit doctors and get all this money back. And who in the heck in Congress would ever argue, well, we don't want the money back. We think there's wrongdoing. And the wrongdoing is usually very debatable in my eyes, unless it's gross negligence. Uh, but that did that that led you into where you are now with Jarrell Medical and uh, yeah. pair coding and compliance. And why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about that and how that led you into defending doctors? So when, when I when I just decided that it was, uh, you know, I needed the next challenge in my life after I, uh, you know, I left left you gentlemen. We parted ways and I started Jarrell Medical Management and Jarrell Medical Management. I always describe it as a as a one stop shop. It was it's a place for doctors to go if they need charting help, if they need help with EHR implementation, if they need help finding an associate, selling a practice. So I decided to align myself with some of our country's best experts who are now on my team at General Medical Management, and we help doctors really just run their businesses better or help them run their business better. You know, I've gotten away from using the term practice management. It really isn't practice management. It's more about business management. It's about small businesses, It's about running a small business efficiently. So I've been doing that for about four years. And and, and then um, last year I became a certified professional coder. And that's when it, what really came to light was audits. And I said to myself, what do I need to do to help our profession as a certified professional coder? So one of the things I did is I I sought out the one person in our profession who I think would complement everything that I do from a coding standpoint that I think somebody else does it even better. And I, I approached and I'm now partners with Dr. Paul Kesselman in a company known as Pair Coding and Compliance. And really what Pair Coding and Compliance is, is one thing. We help doctors. 
We help doctors chart better. We help them with self audits. We show them where they're falling short. We defend doctors. Our sole, our sole purpose is to defend doctors when it comes to audits. And um, we work with their, their healthcare attorneys to, to defend them when it comes to audits, which have become, it, I can't begin to tell you how much it has ramped up over the last couple of years. And now, while it slowed down a little bit during, during you know, the last few months with COVID, it was just announced that audits, especially on durable medical equipment, which is, and, and diabetic shoes, which is what is Paul's expertise, it is, they have already announced that those will be ramping up again beginning August 1st. So starting next week, be prepared that you will hear a lot of our stories from our colleagues who are so, being audited. Yeah, so that's very true. And that is a perfect segue, Alan, into you know, really what tonight's topic is all about. Uh, you know, talking about this new innovative software that Jeff and I have been intimately involved in developing. Um, so as, as a person, as a consultant with pair coding and compliance who lives the real world, of these audits for, from our colleagues, what are you seeing as one or two of the most deficient findings in the charting that's getting our colleagues in trouble? So it, it's very simple. So doctors don't have time. Doctors are really good at their clinical skills. Let's be very honest. It's the ominous nature of what they need to document to avoid audits, but they don't have the time. How many times have I seen when reviewing charts, when somebody has come in for at-risk foot care and I see the words, you know, debrided 10 mycotic nails, or if somebody dispensed uh, an Arizona brace or a pneumatic cam walker, and all I see is dispensed pneumatic cam walker, instructed patient on use. I, I, you see these things and while you know the doctor has talked to the patient and talked to them and told them how to use this device and how to use it well and what they should expect. Auditors don't care. Auditors only care about one thing. And, and, and I, I, it comes down to one word and it's quote buzzwords. It's the buzzwords yeah. that need to be in the documentation that's going to prevent you from having to return all that money. It's, it's coding correctly and not just coding to get paid. But, you know, my father told me one thing. You chart what you do and you do what you chart. And really, that's what it comes down to. It's the, because, yeah, it's the basic adage, Alan, if it's not on that piece of paper, it didn't happen. And no, not, not at all. And if it, and if it could be on the paper, but if it's not on the paper in a sufficient way. That's yeah. the new evolution. Yeah. That's which, really what it comes down to. That's the buzzwords that you're referencing. The local coverage determination LCD. verbiage, the LCD verbiage, medical necessity, uh, I, I agree. That's what these auditors are looking for. Vince Butacci basically confirmed that. Um, good. Very good. Yeah. You so, know, it's funny. I was I was with a with a physician last night and we were chatting and he, he had a young has a young associate who works for him. And he said the words LCD to this young 
young associate and and the doc and the young associate looked at him and said, "What's an LCD?" Oh, of course, there's there's the problem we have at, at nobody's fault and nobody's fault either. I mean, these are no. things we are not taught uh, in school. These are things that uh, we sort of ignore as we get thrown into yep. the trenches of trying to run our business. It's understandable, completely understandable. Yes. So. Again, this whole program tonight, upon popular request, as Jeff mentioned, is really all about this innovative product known as Speakeasy, which supercharges your electronic health record uh, to really give you that cutting edge leverage over these auditors. It, it, it produces a very comprehensive note very quickly, all LCD compliant uh, verbiage. And Alan, you know, we, you know we have users already all over the, the country, but we're very proud that you're one of our users. So if you will, tell tell our audience about your experience with adopting Speakeasy. So I'm going to take it one step back first. I mean, being somebody who's been an early adopter of EHR and working, I, I've worked very hard over the last dozen plus years to produce what I felt is efficient, well-documented notes and templates within TrackNet. Again, I've worked very hard with that. And I've modified my templates over the years. But one thing that I realized last year when I became a certified professional coder is that no matter how good my templates were, now I went back and looked at them with a much more critical eye. And I started modifying my templates and I started putting in some different wording that I knew needed to be there because I felt very comfortable doing everything in my practice from a clinical standpoint. I felt my charting was very good. I worked very hard over a dozen years doing my notes. Now I'm, a, now I'm a coder. I said, now I have to look at them more critically. Now all of a sudden, Speakeasy comes along. And now Speakeasy said, I look at Speakeasy from a coding standpoint. I'm sorry, from a, from a coding and a charting standpoint. I didn't look at it as a podiatrist. I looked at it as a, as a coder and as an auditor. And I said to myself, let's see what it's got. I opened up some of the, the templates before I started using it. I said, really? This is what everybody needs to have. This is what is going to audit-proof your practice. This is what is going to make a, a healthcare attorney who's going to defend you laugh at the auditors because they're going to be able to say to the auditor, here you go. Here is a chart that has every single thing that this doctor wants you to have that they dispensed the new, new cam, pneumatic cam walker. And they, they talked them about the, by the way, Jeff, it's 30 supplier standards now, not even yes. 21 or 22. Oh, I'm old now. So even my documentation now has changed over the last, I started using Speakeasy probably about three to four months ago. And it just has made my notes even more comprehensive. And now I put my head on my pillow every night. And I hate to say it this way, I'm not afraid of an audit. Really, I'm not because it's so easy to have a note that has every piece of documentation that is LCD compliant. I want everybody to hear that again. LCD compliant. That's what you need to have your notes be. It's not about the briding 10 mycotic nails. It's not about I dispensed a pneumatic cam walker. I, 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 I gave a certain injection. No, it's about not only doing all of that, but the notes that say what the auditors needed to say. Yeah. And again, when I, when I, again, I, I, I'm here to just help our colleagues. And that's what you gentlemen have done with this podcast. So 
It's all about helping our colleagues. Yep. So, Jeff, maybe we need to take a step back and describe a little bit about what Dr. Bass is talking about. So that's a good question to, to ask because uh, we know what all this is. Alan knows what this is. But let's let's talk, John, a little bit about what the heck are we talking about when we say speakeasy and what does that mean and yeah. how is this thing developed and what does yeah. it do for me as a doctor? Sure. So what Dr. Bass is referring to, Speakeasy, is a software that basically supercharges your electronic health record. It's brought to you by the, the uh, backbone of Dragon Medical, but it's much, much more than Dragon Medical and simple voice recognition. Basically, we've taken Dragon Medical and we have embedded hundreds of podiatric commands. So, my philosophy for quite a long time has been that we need to get away from the manual point and click of EHR templates. This is what's driving doctors further and further behind in their charting. And even those that are spending countless hours on weekends and after hours trying to catch up and keep up with their charting, their notes are still insufficient. And there are studies that, that show this. And this is why the auditors are having field days. Getting away from that manual point and click means that we need to use voice recognition or we need to use the expensive route of dictation and transcriptions, which again, in this cost conscious age, we can't do that either. So Speakeasy brings the technology of Dragon Medical with hundreds of vo voice activated commands, meaning that the user simply has to say things like, and this is just an example, insert wound care HPI, insert wound care exam, insert wound care plan. And those simple statements populate a note very comprehensively using, as Dr. Bass said, all of the local coverage determination verbiage that auditors look for. And here's the most important thing that we haven't talked about yet. The other thing that auditors look for are boilerplate notes. Speakeasy is built with vocal variables embedded in them as well. So each of these commands contain variable commands that you simply use your voice to make certain aspects of the note highly unique for that patient. So for example, using wound care again, the wound care command is going to contain the pre-debridement measurements, post-debridement measurements, what percent of the wound is necrotic, fibrotic, healthy. All of these things are triggered by your voice and you create a very comprehensive LCD compliant note within seconds rather than minutes through simple voice activated commands. So that yeah. basically that that basically is what Speakeasy is all about. It contains the HPIs, the exams and the plans for virtually every podiatric condition you can think of. And the com the plan portion of these commands we actually take you through a customization process for. In other words, your plan should be driven on your clinical protocol for whatever that pathology is in that command. So not everybody's clinical protocols are the same. We actually take you through a customization process, which takes an hour or two, whereby we customize 
the commands associated with the plans of each of your podiatry uh, pathologies. And every month, uh, as, as uh, LCDs are updated, be them monthly, quarterly, we're constantly updating the software. It's a cloud-based software, so we can easily update the database of everybody on board with Speakeasy. You know, John, you said, something, you said something real interesting, which is so important from an auditing standpoint and from a compliance standpoint. The boilerplate templates that people are using is really what gets them into trouble. And the ease of using Speakeasy to create those customized notes, because how many times over the years, John, have we reviewed charts and seen people that Mrs. Smith has been 80 years old for five years, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So, so it's, That's it's, it's giveaway. easy to allow somebody to create a, a comprehensive, up-to-date note without copying. And really, the other thing you said, which is what I've done with my speakeasy, is there are still some things that I like that I'm not worried about the whole LCD compliance, but some verbiage that I like. It's very easy to customize and make your own commands and do things that are more customized to you. Which which I do, yeah, sure. and sure, you, you I, can use you can use Dragon Medical as anybody else using Dragon Medical to add right. certain sentences as you wish, as long as your LCDs are there. Uh, absolutely, you can make a note uh, completely custom to yourself as well. And so, for somebody who's used EHR for as long as I have and seen the earliest versions of Dragon, which were horrible, I will tell you. As somebody who comes from from Queens, New York, who has a very <laughs> thick accent, um, it's amazing how Speakeasy picked. I did not have to train Speakeasy. Yes. So, Alan, you have one yeah. you have just bit. you have just hit on something really important. It's not the old technology we all remember, where you had to get this special microphone on a stand and you had to sit there and train the damn thing for days until it understood what medial and lateral meant. That's all gone. Technology has finally caught up with where it needs to be. And you know that from Siri and Alexa and all that other stuff that we have, that it understands us. So from right out of the box or right out of the download, you're able to have a heavy accent. It will understand what you say. It's normal yep. speech pattern, just like we're talking right now. It'll pick it up very, very quickly. And I love that. Not only can you uh, use the variables within the LCD uh, commands we've given you, but you can open up uh, a note and say whatever you want uh, in a matter of seconds. And that note is so unique. And it really, really uh, does a great job of picking up speech. So I know you do have that heavy, heavy Southern accent from Jersey. And it, it, really, it really does uh, a great job of mitigating your improper speech patterns. Yeah. <laughs> I know hey, I speak we're gonna so have I, him, I, we're gonna have him whack tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So Jeff, before we run out of time, I know that we have a, a, a video we want everybody to see. Yeah, so let me put that up. It's like a, a two minute video. It it really runs really quick through what is speakeasy and why is it important to you. It's it's a nice little cartoon thing. I love that. Um, uh, we'll play that right now, and then when we come back, we've got important business, which will involve Alan. I think we got a wait before. No? Yeah, before we show the video, Alan, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to surprise you with something here. 
Um, we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. As as everybody knows, we have these week the, these puzzlers every podcast where we award some prizes, and Jeff will go over that. But ordinarily, it's Dr. Frederick who comes up with these uh, puzzlers. While we show this couple of minute video, I want you to think of tonight's puzzler. Okay. Oh my God! Why are you putting me on the spot like that? Because that's what we do. All right, Jack. Thanks. All, right, so, all right, I'll come up with right. something. So hang for a couple minutes, guys. Uh, it's like two and a half minutes. I'll show this, and, and then we'll jump right back in. So hang. <laughs> Are you like most doctors who can't seem to keep up with their charting and documentation? Do you find yourself staying late or working on weekends trying to keep up? Yes, it's true. Despite using electronic health records, most physicians find their charts piling up. Additionally, the burden of creating the perfect record while trying to juggle patient care during the day is almost impossible for most. Most doctors live in fear that their records are not compliant enough with Medicare and other carriers to withstand an audit. On top of that, most insurance companies, including government-regulated Medicare, requires doctors to complete a record within 48 hours. These heavy burdens, paired with a society that is prone to suing their physicians over the simplest of issues, has most doctors wondering what to do. Wouldn't it be great if you could just tell your EHR what treatment you perform for the patient? Then, wouldn't it be great if your EHR knew the precise documentation needed to help pass an audit and created your highly unique note for you? In essence, wouldn't it be great if you could complete your charts, felt secure that you were following the Medicare guidelines, and got home on time? Well, there is finally a solution. Speak Easy. Supercharge your EHR. Speak Easy lets you simply speak key pre-programmed words into a microphone, and the EHR immediately imports the required documentation as per Medicare guidelines and local coverage determinations into the patient's note. Instead of typing or clicking your way through the EHR, you simply say insert bunion protocol or insert wound care treatment. The note explodes with the correct verbiage using Medicare guidelines just from your voice. No more clicking and typing. The secret to speak easy is pre-populated PDCCs or protocol-driven compliant commands. Your customized treatment and diagnosis protocols are already loaded into the system to not only help your note produce more revenue for your practice, but to also reduce the risks associated with audit losses. And we are not talking about boilerplate or carbon copied notes here either. Auditors hate that. Once Speakeasy populates your note, you simply put the finishing touches on it with a few simple clicks or toggles. Finally, there is a way to enjoy patient care, creating a note in seconds rather than minutes using your voice. Let Speakeasy help you get home on time and quit worrying about how your notes look. The future of EHRs is here. Contact our sales department, 888-696-6431 or www.podiatryriskgroup.com forward slash speakeasy. Okay, excellent. So um, our intent on showing that is I, I don't want to seek like this as we want to sell you speakeasy. It's great if you buy speakeasy. Uh, I'm not going to retire on you buying speakeasy. Our intent here is uh, to defend doctors and make your lives a lot easier. I, I much rather have podiatry spend its time on patient care than a piece of paper trying to document. 
I can't tell you the countless times that Alan, myself, and even John have had to look at notes and try to defend somebody and, and give advice and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's just got to stop. We just need to band together as a profession. I believe Speakeasy is a, is a tool to do that. So uh, hopefully, if you're interested in that, you, you'll you'll take us up on that. If not, fine. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you in the audit uh, uh, file because it's no longer, and Alan, you'll testify to this, it's no longer if you get audited, it's when you get audited. And uh, those little chart notes, as we learned from Butachi, uh, uh, Vince, last uh, time we interviewed him, 5, 10, 15 turns into a fishing expedition that gets you into trouble. And we're all getting, or all of our colleagues are getting the requests for that. So uh, we've got to do something. And this is a great positive action uh, to be able to do, to field that. Great points, yeah. Jeff. Great points. 100%. All right. So um, what I'd like to do is uh, I want to move into the puzzler. But before, Alan, you, you talk about your puzzler, I got to announce last week's puzzler so everybody understands it. And um, so basically, uh, up on the screen now, I have a picture of two characters from a TV series. Um, and uh, John, you will be surprised that not a lot of people got this. And really? I, it's because we're ancient. That's why I we thought it was going to be easy. Who, who's up on the screen? So we have uh, Mr. Haney <laughs> and uh, Oliver Douglas from Green Acres up. And we even played the theme song to Green Acres while we were talking about it. We have two winners. So we do have two. I'm going to award both because their, their uh, entry slips were approximately very close in time. So I think we can afford to let two people win. And their names are up. Dr. Ed uh, Orman and uh, Cindy uh, Emerson both guessed uh, the correct uh, names in the series. So congratulations to them because that just uh, that just killed me. So, um, Alan, I think uh, uh, we are ready for your puzzler. Uh, you want to give us a, a clue here and uh, see what, what comes? So I was trying to think about the long history of, of my relationship with TrackNet. And I tried to base it on that. So a lot of our use, a lot of your listeners here are TrackNet users, and some of them aren't. So while we know that the software is TrackNet, and we know the company is Nemo Health, how did you gentlemen come up with the name Nemo Health? Ooh, I like That's that one. one. That's that, a good one. Now and people might know it. People might not know it. There. Not, it might not be as simple as people think. Well, so uh, come up with Nemo Health. It should be because uh, I remember the first year that we acquired TrackNet and we improved it and all those things. Alan and I were going across the country talking about what was going to happen with the software and all that kind of stuff. And we told the story. We've told the story publicly a couple times. Uh, yep. So if people have any memory cells left maybe they'll get this one so i guess I, the question then but the is, trick is don't look over my shoulder don't look over my shoulder well that's an interesting clue so the question i want to get this clear is uh where did the name nemo come from is that the question yep. okay yep. how well, did nemo health become nemo health 
How did Nemo Health, where, where is that name from? What does that name yep. mean? And it's not just a healthcare company. There's a story behind Correct. why it's called Nemo. Okay, I yep. like this one. I like this one a lot, Alan. That, that's, a, that's a great one. It gets us out of the movie theme, away from the television and into intellect. So we'll, yep. we'll see how that goes. Excellent. Um, time has flown by, Alan. I cannot believe uh, um, uh, that uh, this just slips by so quickly. But yeah, you've given yeah. us extremely valuable information. Yeah, Jeff, before yeah. before we let Alan go back to the real world, um, two things. Number one, uh, can we tell everybody where to send their answer for today's puzzler? Yes, it's up on the screen. It's at it inf okay. info at essentialadaptations.com. Uh, that's always where you can get uh, either John or I, or if you have a suggestion, you want to be on the program or whatever it is uh, you want us to talk about, there's where you send it. And that's also where you send your uh, puzzler answers. Any questions you may have, any further information you need, that's that's how you get us and you get us right away. We check that email constantly. So great. That, and second, secondly, did we display, I, I can't see, did we display Alan's contact information or Alan, do you want to yeah, tell? Give out the sure, well, thank you. Yeah, so, so if anybody has any questions, uh, coding and compliance questions, um, the company, uh, the, the URL is PAIR, P-A-R-E, compliance paircompliance-services.com. My email is alan at, A-L-A-N, at paircompliance-services.com. If anything, if you missed that, you could always contact uh, either Jeff or John through uh, Essential Adaptations. Um, while as a business, I would love to grow my business. I hate that I have to hear from you, which means you're being audited. Um, hopefully with the use of, of speakeasy, those things will help you sleep better at night, but if needed, hair coding and compliance will be there to defend you. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Uh, again, thank you, Alan, for uh, taking time out of out of your busy day to uh, expand on this topic about audits and compliance and, and the speakeasy tool that we've talked about. Yep. Uh, we sincerely appreciate it. We will send you one of our lovely gift packs uh, that I, I, I still haven't sent it to John, but <laughs> you'll, get some, <laughs> you'll get some stuff uh, and hopefully uh, uh, people will listen to what we have said because you've made some extremely valuable points yes i, I want to thank you both for, for bringing an important topic up because we all are here to make the lives of our colleagues easier and through the use of of speakeasy it, people will realize very quickly how easy their life will become and they'll be getting home on time and having less stress over what they're doing in their offices Excellent. All right, Alan, I'm going to pull you out of the shot. Uh, Thank you very time. much for Thanks, your time, Alan. gentlemen. You have a good evening. It was have nice seeing night. you both. Thank right. you. Good night. All right, John. So uh, basically, um, we have a little bit of business, what we always call uh, podiatrists in the news. I want to get to that really quick and so we can conclude. Um, this has been a great episode of Essential Adaptations because this is why we're doing it. Yeah. ways to help our colleagues mitigate the risks of yeah. that they're seeing. And these risks change and they evolve over time. If you would have told me mm, 25 years ago that uh, what was on uh, in my chart on a piece of paper or the verbiage I used was more important than the actual treatment, I'd have laughed at you. 
Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's the All single right. biggest threat to our practices today. Insufficient charting and these audits. So, you know, aside from what's happening with COVID, aside from our normal, ordinary practice management challenges, business challenges, this is a major problem that I think uh, I think we've conquered with this software, Jeff. I do believe so. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's lead right into podiatry in the news or Google podiatry, whatever we've been calling it. And uh, tonight, uh, I want to talk about uh, Dr. Karen Langone. Um, have you met Karen yet? I have not in person, but I have spoken to her. Absolutely. And she makes our, our news uh, segment of podiatrist in the news because of something recently uh, that she's done or accomplished, but she has a huge uh, accomplishment list of stuff that, that she's done. Uh, if you know anything about her, she really uh, concentrates on sports medicine, orthotics, uh, marathons, all that kind of stuff. I think she actually helps in the uh, Boston Marathon. She does a lot of that kind of stuff in her practice, and her resume is just loaded with good, positive podiatry stuff. But I wanted to bring her up for this reason, that she was just elected president of the AAWP, which is the American Association for Women Podiatrists. And that is a really good accomplishment because it moves forward a uh, positive influx of uh, women podiatrists in our profession and the diversity that, that it brings with it is, is extremely important. So our podiatrist in the news today is Karen. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, she's a speakeasy user. Is she not? She's a, she's a TrackNet user and a speakeasy user. That's even correct. better. Yeah. So Karen, <laughs> and, congratulations. Excellent. Excellent. And we are, are glad uh, to bring that to you. So uh, that's going to uh, wrap it up. But John, I want I want you to think about this for our next episode, because um, I want to deviate from our normal scheduled what we usually talk about. But I've been thinking about this, and this might be a good topic. We'll ask our viewers to uh, send email if they want to hear about this. But I want to talk a lot about uh, office infrastructure and the computers they use and cloud versus non-cloud. Because what I'm finding when I'm talking to our colleagues out in the field, 50% of the people out there are non-cloud. And they have very interesting reasons for being that, but they really need to understand the risks that they're taking and how they're making decisions on old information. So that might be a whole episode we can bring yeah. in experts. But if people are interested in that, please let us know because I got a lot to say on that topic. Uh, I'm almost an official IT guy. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Excellent. Good. All right, John. Uh, episode number five is in the bag. Our next episode, of course, is the third Wednesday in August, August 19th. Very good. All right. I will yep. see you have then. Have a great night and have a great night, everyone. Excellent. We'll Thank see you, you next time.